I am. I got to apologize in advance. I'm a little emotional. Um, it has been a long trip to get here, to uh, get to Hastings, to get everything set up. We're actually fully set up. We are live streaming to Facebook right now and also live streaming on Twitch, which is freaking amazing. Finally got some of the kinks worked out. But I am Eli Rigatuso. You are tuned in to Speaking of Happy. If you're watching us on fe on Facebook, thank you so much. Uh, just so you know, I can see your comments on Facebook. So if you want to go ahead and uh, ask any questions of me or guests, you can go ahead and do that right here on the live stream. And I can show those comments um, up on the live stream as well. So I got about a thousand different things going on here. And um, I just am really, there's a fly in here that I can feel <laughs> when he's landing on the back of my head. That is incredibly annoying. And I guess I don't know what the fly's gender is, but that's all good. But I, first of all, um, thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to give a great big thank you to Heartland Pride in Omaha for their amazing support of this project. It is really, uh, it's been something to try to get things going and get everything up and running. You might hear a little bit of background noise on the uh, live stream here because we got an air conditioning unit running. Uh, unfortunately, we also end up with power outages. So actually, now that I say that, I'm going to shut the AC off. <laughs> All right, the AC is off. We got a fan blowing, so it'll stay cool enough. And <laughs> my first guest today here on In the Speaking of Happy Pride trailer is TJ. And Hello. TJ, thank you so much. TJ is a manager of the Hastings Walgreens. We are in Hastings, Nebraska, so that would make yes. sense. Yes. Is there only one Walgreens or are there multiple? We are small enough. We only have one. So. Okay. <laughs> so... The manager at the one and only Hastings, uh, Hastings Walgreens. TJ loves to do crafting and make clothes. Yes. yes. How fun is that? So tell me a little bit about that, TJ. Um, well, I've, when I was 16, uh, instead of a car, my mom bought me a sewing machine. Um, so I've kind of always loved putting outfits together and making stuff for my friends. Um, now I have a wife who um, indulges me. Uh, I, I think I've made about... 50% of her wardrobe at this point. I'm slowly just taking things out and replacing it with my own. Uh, so she's very indulgent <laughs> of me. She'll, well, that's really nice. Yes. It's very yes, sweet. Yes. <laughs> that's what I tell her. Yeah, yeah. That is super sweet that she is supportive of your um, creating things and uh, making clothing and filling her closet. Yes. Yes. So what kind of things do you make? Uh, mostly dresses uh, right now because okay. it's summer so... It's kind of easy, breezy dress season, so that's really fun. Um, <laughs> easy, breezy, beautiful color girl dress season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My wife today, she is wearing a, uh, we found this really pretty rainbow uh, silky fabric that she oh. has a big tent, like tank top dress on with it because it's, it's lightweight and very nice for today since it's so hot. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. cool. You know what? I'm going to actually shut this fan off too. There we go. All right. Get rid of some of that noise. 
But it took us something. We had to get we had on screen menus on cameras that weren't weren't working right. We were getting funky on our feeds there. Oh no. Might get a little toasty in here with uh, AC off, but I think it's the best way to go about doing this until I can uh, afford to buy a second trailer <laughs> <laughs> or a second generator. Sorry, I don't need a second trailer. Um, all right. So, TJ, I'm going to just start with my list of questions. I'm sure you probably also saw them yeah. um, on this on the page there. But if you could tell me, what does pride mean to you? It's like the best family reunion that you could ever go to, right? Because for me, LGBT is family. It's home. Um, I came out as bi when I was 14, um, and I didn't have – I'm from a really small town, um, and – there was other kids in my class who came out, but there wasn't older people who were gay that you could talk to or, or anything. So it was just uh, seven of us trying to figure everything out together and the internet, which um, is kind of lonely and it doesn't give you a lot of And you were place. right here in Hastings? Or I'm where actually you... from a smaller town. I'm from Cozad, Nebraska, oh. um, right by Lexington and Gothenburg. We're kind of nestled in the middle, um, less than 5,000 people. Um, and mine was the first openly gay class still in school. Wow. Um, There's about seven or eight of us that came out. So tell me, TJ, how did y'all find one another? Well, it helps that there was only 70 of us in our class. So (laughs) (laughs) um, we've all known each other basically since, you know, kindergarten. Um, But we had one kid come out as gay and then another, the girl that I call her my light bulb moment, Asa. um, (laughs) She was a girl that I was like, oh, I just really want to be your friend. She's so pretty. I just want to be your friend. And then she came out as a lesbian, and I was like, oh, this is not a friendship feeling. Plot twist. (laughs) I am not straight. Um, So I came out, like, a week later. Right. um, And then that was kind of just, like, the start of the journey of me kind of figuring out who I am and um, my sexuality and later on then my gender identity. I came out as trans. Um, So I I always – we're still friends, and I always tell her, I'm like, you were the light bulb moment. You were were the, the moment in time where I was like, that shifted my entire life, you know? And and then she's always just like, that's a lot of responsibility. Don't tell me that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's what pride is. Like I, I was organizing, um, there used to be, I don't know if they still do it. Um, but there used to be a day of silence protest for, for kids in school. Uh Um, and I, that was my kind of first like pride thing was that we all got together and we did, um, day of silence protest for our school for, for a couple of years. And, and so like, I've always been, this is home. This is family. This is, this is where I come for not only just like to celebrate the wins and the successes in my life, but also when I'm having a really shit time. Oh, yeah. can I curse? Sure. Oh, okay, good. Because <laughs> I think you interview my wife next and that's, she's got a Uh-oh. mouth. So is that going to be a shit storm? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Shit, I think it's her favorite word. So, oh, okay. Yes. So TJ, tell me um, a little bit, if you, w- if you would be willing, a little bit about your gender journey. When did that start? And, and yeah. how, how did you feel or how can, can you share with me how you felt internally about that? Yeah. So I don't have that typical coming out story where people are like, oh, yeah, I knew when I was five. I had no clue. Not uh, not any kind of inkling, never really thought about it. I remember having a moment where my mom, very sp- like we're a very matriarchal family. There's not a lot of men in my family and none of them talk. <laughs> so I remember my mom telling me, you know, you're a girl. This is what we do. This is This is how the family works. And me being like, okay. And then never thinking about it again. 
mm. being like, mom says this is how it is. Okay. Just going to take her word for Just it. Gonna, her and the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it wasn't until I was, I think I was like 25. Okay. And I was watching a YouTuber, um, Ash Hardell. Um, Don't know Ash. They are fantastic. They wrote okay. a book called um, The ABCs of LGBT. It's oh. a fantastic book. I recommend I'll it highly. Okay. I'll have um, to check it out. Yes. Um, so they came out as genderqueer. And it was my second light bulb moment where I was like, oh, that's an option. Mm. I didn't know how to process Like, I immediately was like, oh, well, if that's an option, that's definitely me. Mm. I'm not a, like, I couldn't tell you right away that I was a trans man. Like, that, it, that took me a really long time. But I, once I, I saw that as an option, I was like, oh, I'm not a woman. Right. Oh, Right. Okay. Yeah, obviously. No. And, and so tell me a little bit about your journey in that regard. And, and was it difficult for you in a smaller town to yeah. find what you needed yeah. for medical transition? Oh, absolutely. So I was already here in Hastings when um, when I kind of started trying to figure this out. But there's like it's a bigger town than I grew up in, but it's still pretty small. Yeah. Um, and it's very conservative mostly. So I had no idea where to even start to to reach out for people or reach out for resources. Yeah. Um, um, there's um, a support group here called PFLAG. Um, yeah. Um, and they have um, a Christmas tree at the museum. They, um, a bunch of organizations can decorate Christmas trees. It's kind of like a, a visibility thing. And I saw that Christmas tree and saw, saw a rainbow flag for the first time in this town. And I almost started crying. Oh. And so I like, found out where they meet and I went there and I just sobbed. Like I, I just like, it was my first time coming home in yeah. probably like 10 years. Like I didn't have any resources and I didn't, I was a transplant, so I didn't know anybody in town. Sure. So that was kind of where it started, just meeting people and, and meeting other trans people for, like in person for the first time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then from there it sort of branched out to, um, I, I met my wife who's also trans um, and she is a force to be reckoned with is the best way to put that. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, warning. Yes. Um, <laughs> she takes no shit from anybody. Okay. And so she was like, okay, I'm coming out and I'm transitioning and we're doing this. And she kind of just took my hand and brought me along on the journey. Basically. I was like, uh, well, yeah, I want to do that too. But uh, yeah. Uh, so she is kind of a big reason of why I was able to like get to that point. Um, so I found, um, a therapist in Kearney. So you had okay. to drive all the way to Kearney, which is about a 45-minute to an hour drive. Wow, yeah. Um, so made that drive a couple of times. She's And he's very trans-affirming. So um, she, uh, they use he and she pronouns, so I'll probably switch a lot. Okay. Um, Your she, therapist? My therapist. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, so um, my therapist, she saw me a handful of times, but she's very affirming. She already knew that I was trans because I had already kind of, I knew I was at least non-binary. I knew I wasn't a woman. Um, and so she, she just took me at my word for that and gave me my letter pretty much right away. I think yeah. I went to three sessions and then he was just like, okay, wow. here you go. And um, so then I I had heard from other trans people about a nurse practitioner in town who, yeah. who was willing to do hormones. Um, so me and Sophia booked a double appointment and we're just like, hi, here's our letters. Let's, what, what do you, what else do you need? What do we, how, where do we start from here? Yeah. Next um, step. What's the next step? Yeah. And 
and our nurse practitioner, she was she was like, okay, well, uh, let's do your blood work now. Let's do it today, and then make an appointment next week, and we'll figure out what your doses are, and we'll start there. So, wow. like, we we were really lucky in that we started pretty much right away. Um, I my journey is a little bit weird because I like I had top surgery before I knew I was before I knew I was a boy. Um, so I identified as non-binary for a year, um, mostly because it, it, it was causing a lot of like, it, I had a lot, I had to go back on antidepressants and it was just a thing that I, I couldn't, I couldn't take it apart enough to really like deconstruct how I felt about it and how I felt about myself. And so I, I was like, I know I'm not a woman and that's as far as my brain would kind of let me go, um. So I was like non-binary. It fit like a sweater that's like a little bit too small and it was itchy, but I it was better than nothing. So, uh, so you love those clothing references. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I identified as non-binary for a year. I had top surgery as a non-binary person um, with with my nurse practitioner. She wrote me a, a consult, wrote me a letter for consultation, um, and we called it medically necessary because mine were bigger than my head at the time. So oh. I had back problems. So, you yeah, know, we got to yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I think that I kind of went down a similar path. Yeah. But, I mean, I really was having issues. Yeah. And so what ironically happened in my case is I was already going through all the stuff that you had to go through to check off all the boxes mm -hmm. to get to the point where you could do a breast reduction. And in my mind, I thought, well, just get rid of them. <laughs> It's exactly what I did. And then yeah. they were like, um, but we can't do that. That's a different kind of surgery. Yeah. So then I got switched to a different uh, top surgeon, mm -hmm. a different surgeon who does top surgery, specialized yeah. in it, and was able to do the whole, like, get rid of them completely because the guy that I had been kind of working with prior to that. And what's interesting is, is that all of that was happening, but in the background, I'm thinking like, okay, this is just going to make me feel better in my body, but not right. really ready to, to, to grab that, oh, I'm trans. Yeah. Wasn't until I started watching um, a trans person who I'm not going to even mention, but I started watching her talk about her story, and I started to relate to some of the things that she was sharing, and I went, Oh, that's what dysphoria is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so. I didn't, I don't really feel a lot of dysphoria a lot of the time. I had completely disassociated from my chest. I used to joke that they were so big they were a public commodity at that point. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I had no feeling about them at all. Like, I would forget that I'd have it. I would, I just didn't, didn't, it just completely blocked from my mind. So I didn't have a lot of like active dysphoria because it had all compartmentalized to the back of my brain where it just didn't exist. Um, but I felt euphoria a lot. I felt a lot of gender euphoria a lot. With, like my wife is the first one who ever used he, him pronouns for me. And she just kind of did it on a whim because I was very much like, oh yeah, whatever pronouns you think you want to use, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, okay, well, I, I think I, in my head, use a lot of he, him pronouns. So if you don't care, I'm going to use those. And it was like, okay, yeah, that sounds, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like she was the one that did it for the first time. Right. And so, but yeah, I like, I didn't feel a lot of dysphoria a lot because I, I'm very good at compartmentalizing like my problems. Uh, so I just like would just shut down. Like I, I had like a thing about going to the bathroom for like a half a minute where I was just like, oh, this is all wrong. Everything is wrong in here. 
And then I never felt that again because I was like, we are not, no, <laughs> we are not ready to do that today. You're in the middle of your work. That is not okay. Um, and then it just, I just don't anymore. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Do you regret any of the choices you've made up to this point in honoring your gender? Not really. I wouldn't, I think everything that led me to this point was for, uh, I don't, I'm atheist, so for a reason sounds weird. Um, but I think everything that led me here, it, it helped inform who I am today. Like, if I hadn't had that year as I, as identifying as non-binary, I don't think I'd have have the empathy or the the sympathy for for you know our brothers and sisters who have to deal with that on a daily basis. Like, yeah. I understand like I understand like a tiny tiny amount of what they're dealing with. Because I had to spend a whole year trying to explain to people how to refer to me and how to talk to me, and so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that back ever. Yeah. Um, and same with top surgery. Like I, I had top surgery really early in my transition, and it's not perfect. Like I went to a, I went to a, a plastic surgeon, um, mm. not someone who specializes in top surgery. Okay. Um, he just kind of, like I told him what I wanted, and he just kind of like consulted with other people and figured it out. And I think I might've been his first top surgery. Uh. Um, so like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't take that back either. Like I, that, that, like I created a space for that person to learn something and, and to, to maybe offer services later on to other people who need it. Like, sure. so yeah, I like, and I can't imagine like starting testosterone and, and all of that while still having a chest. Like, like the idea of, of doing that seems like, hearing other trans guys talk about it, it sounds like not anything I wanted to wanted to do. So sure. Um, I took a very unconventional road, but I, I don't think I would change anything of it. Um, yeah. Cause it, it's exactly where I needed to be in those moments in time to, to lead to right now. All right. So can you tell me then, what would you say to a young person here living in Hastings who maybe? doesn't know exactly kind of where you were at, yeah. right? Yeah. And like what led you to starting to understand for yourself that, hey, this is the path that I want to walk down? I think the biggest thing that you can do for, for young people, especially with not just like sexuality, but for gender specifically, is just talking to other trans people. Mm. You know, listening to other trans people talk about their experience because we're all so vastly different, right? Like this is a family, but someone once explained it that we're not not everyone's on the same page, but we're all in the same book, yeah. right? So like none of us are, are no two are going to have the same experience, and and what connected with me as as a younger person coming out is not going to connect to another person. So it, I think just needing as much of the family as you can. Yeah. And and listening to those experiences and, and not being afraid to ask questions and and, and really just like reach out because we've always been our biggest and best resource like throughout history, right? Our community has always been its own best resource. Like we've always we might not agree on everything. We like because who, who we all, don't. Yeah. Who who could? Well, um, and and I mean, I also look at it like this. I mean. There are so many different ways to identify your gender, your gender, mm -hmm. both intrinsically and extrinsically. 
So outwardly, like what is your gender expression compared to what your gender identity is? And I, I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to you and I'm like, why not just pave your own path? Why not just say, I don't have to go down this formulaic road. I can pave my own path to what this means for me. Exactly. Um, and I, I think we're kind of like, I think we're at a, at a place right now where more and more people can do that, right? Like, because I think, in, especially in the past, like there was very like hard, fast rules that you had to follow. There was check marks you had to hit in specific moments to get to the next step. And now it's it's much more fluid. The process of transitioning is much more just how you want to do that, um, which I think is just the most beautiful thing. So I, I, I think we're kind of at a really amazing point, like medically for transitioning, but also just like socially. Like I didn't have to do anything and everyone that I talked to still would have used he, him pronouns. Well, you know? that's nice. You know, like... It's because that doesn't happen for me right. very frequently. Like I can, yeah, I can be misgendered at the gas station. Yeah, I get misgendered in the in like the height of the the pandemic. We had to wear masks at work all day. Yeah, and it hid my beautiful, glorious beard. Yes, you have a beautiful. <laughs> Rub it in, TJ. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I lost all of my hair. So well, okay, this is true. <laughs> this uh, is true. That's one of the things that they don't understand when you're on HRT when you're doing the hormones. You know, you don't have control over how your body is going to process those things and whether or not you're, you know, and then it also has to do with your DNA and your background. And, you know, do you have people in your family who are also bald? Then, you know what, you're going to inherit that more than likely. So, so that's an important thing to also note. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I ended up taking up, uh, taking after my uncle Steve a lot more than I was hoping, but yeah. Yes. And we lost our second camera, but it's oh. okay. <laughs> Shit happens, right? Exactly. Shit happens. Yeah. We still got a little bit of time here yet. Why don't you, um, can you tell me, uh, what do you think is the one thing that you wish people understood about who you are? Oh, that's a really good question. I think more than anything, I want people to understand that I'm exactly who I tell you I am. Mm. there is I'm I'm a fairly open book about everything like I answer I do a lot of education and activism and and stuff like that and so I'm an open book I I answer the questions so that trans people who don't want to answer those questions don't have to so if I'm telling you that I'm doing this or I'm like this there is no hidden agenda I'm not hiding anything I'm not I'm not confused about anything. And even if I was and I changed my mind later, that's who I am then. And this is who I am now. Yeah. Yep. All right. So do you have any, um, like, coming out stories? Like, can you share with me? I know you shared the one about your, your uh, what was it you called her? Your My light bulb moment. Yes, your light yes. bulb moment. The moment yes. that you were like, oh, that's what I am. Yes. Um, can you share with me? Do you have any, like, happy coming out stories when it comes to family and friends yeah so my family is is not particularly religious we're like uh they're very nebraska nice Uh as people like to put um but we're like no one in my family really goes to church we don't pray before christmas whatever like it's just never really been part of our lives 
Um, so I wasn't scared to come out at home because of a religious aspect. I just didn't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't want to answer questions that I wasn't ready to answer or even had answers for yet. Um, and I'm also just not someone who I never want to disappoint my mom. That's always like, we don't, I don't have a dad. Um, he's never really been in the picture. So it's just my mom and my mom's family. And I am the classic middle kid who just wants everyone to be happy with them. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of like disappointing my mom in particular, but just anyone in my family was terrifying to me. So like I didn't come out at home because I just wasn't ready to deal with the backlash of that if there was going to be any. Um, I was 14, so like I wasn't ready to to have that conversation yet. Um, it wasn't until I was it was my first it was my first weekend back from college. Um, I had a boyfriend. Um, it was before I it was before I transitioned or anything, so I was still presenting female. Um, and we were out to dinner with my mom, my mom's boyfriend at the time, and my sister. And my sister already knew that I was I was bi because she caught me in bed with a girl oh. <laughs> with my light bulb moment. Oh. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and so my sister knew, but she, you know, out of respect, never really said anything. And it just wasn't a big deal to her. So, um, but it was my first weekend back. I had a boyfriend and she looked at me. She goes, so are you at the same dinner table as my mom? She goes, oh, are you still by or have you like, is that different now? Like, did you, did you pick a side? And, you know, as a joke. And, um, well, and thankfully I was like, it was a joke. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. I never got around to talking to mom about that. Thank you so mm. very much. Mm. And my mom looked at me and she goes, I knew the day you came out. Mm. We, we, I'm like, she's like, this is a very small town. I knew the day you came out. Like, turns out she stopped at, a, at the one bar in town for a drink before coming home from work that same day. And someone was like, hey, I heard your kid's gay. Well, news sure travels fast yes, in Hastings. Yes, you kind of have to be <laughs> careful yes. about that. And she and she just never said anything. She's like, I don't care. Wow. And she just never said anything. And I think that was like a turning moment for for her and I, because then then it was just like, well, also it turns out I'm asexual. By the way, that was like ten years later. It was like, hey, asexual. Just so you know, I told my mom at Christmas because. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and then about <laughs> five years after that, I came out as trans. And it was a weird conversation to have. Um, but my mom's, the only thing my mom cared about, she's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like medically, what, because my mom freaks out about anything medical. So she's like, what does that mean? What, like, what do I need to do for you? Yeah. What do you need from me? Like yeah. my mom took me to top surgery. Wow. Like, and it just wasn't, I stayed at her house for a week while I recovered and she just didn't – she doesn't necessarily understand all of it and doesn't understand why I'm doing it. Sure. Um, but I'm always just her kid, and it doesn't matter. It took a long time to get to using the right pronouns and all of that, but it was always just, okay, what next? What do I do now? Yeah. And, and it's – one of those things is, like, I forget how easy it is for me – um, cause it still scares me. I still don't want to talk to her about it. Like it still freaks me out, you know, just cause it's, it's, it's so ingrained to, to feel a lot of like shame or, or, oh, or, yeah. or just to have it be a big scary thing. Yeah. Um, that like, I still don't really want to talk about it, but, um, every time I kind of muster up the courage to invite her to, to pride events or, 
or anything like that. She's she always shows up. She always brings a side dish and she always talks to everybody. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Mom shows up with a side dish. Yes. We had a friends and family picnic in Kearney, and she's like, she brought she brought che- uh, cream cheese mints and a side dish for everyone to share. So. Gotta love that. Mom, thank you so much for being supportive of TJ. Yes. One last quick little thing. You said that you, and, I'm, and I also want to give you props for this, because you said that you actually heard my talk. At Star City Pride, yes. which was back in 2019. It's so long ago. It's yeah. Yes. yes so I'm is. really happy that you that you jumped in the trailer with me today. Yes. To have this interview because what did we do? We took our shirts off. Yes, at we Pride. did. And yes. because you know there was kind of a long-standing thing with Pride mm-hmm. in in Lincoln, the Star City Pride folks. We're having a little difficulty. Yeah. With trans men who are post-op taking their shirts off. I think they're over that. I think they're past yeah. that, but you know, well, it's still it was also that same year they had problems with um, non-binary non-binary people who had not tra- who had not done any sort of top surgery anything. Yeah. Who would go topless and just cover up things that needed to be covered up for decency laws. Yeah. Um and they were denied entrance. Mm. Um, yeah. so that's kind of where it started. And then, and then other trans people came out of the woodwork was like, yeah, me too. Actually. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, thank you so much for jumping in the trailer with me today, TJ, yes. and sharing your story. Um, I'm sure that you have made a difference for someone out there yeah. today. And again, we are at Hastings pride, uh, bringing out and celebrating. We're out here in the park. If you're in Hastings and you happen to be tuned in, you can come join us because we will be here until 6 o'clock. It's about 4.15. And we got a couple more interviews coming up today now that we've got all of the uh, issues worked out with the Pride trailer. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you.